0: Here we are, Baruch Hashem. This is, uh, I think, the first time in about six months. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. You guys are like, what do you mean? We had this every week over Zoom, right? Okay. that. But Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Pesiahta D'Shema. Parashas resumes Wednesday nights. Gavaldagi is so. This week's I Just mentioned to one of the guys that if you want to have a successful marriage, this is this is it. This is not about marriage. The truth this is, it's not only really about marriage. It's about life in general. What's the truth? Alright, the yoseid is that the parasha teaches us, as we always say. For those of you that are new here, that uh, are not used to the parasha Shiorim, so um, we try to give a yoseid in the parasha, which is very much for our lives. It's a real practical yoseid for our lives, and I think this week is no exception. Um, it's really a valuable yoseid. I think it's something worth talking about and worth repeating again and again to drill it into ourselves. The parasha begins All of us, all of you guys, when Mekayim is you came to Eretz Yisroel. Hashem, you guys, like Moshe Rabenu, Gemara incited, just desperate to come into Eretz Yisroel. Please let me in. I'll do whatever it is. I'll quarantine. I'll do bidud. Whatever I have to do, just get me into the country. You guys are here, it's beautiful. You're here, and the we'll pay you back for your mysterious nefesh to come back to Eretz Yisrael, to be more of the nefesh for Torah and everything else. But the Pasuk continues. The We know that the Parash of the Suite begins and primarily talks about The mitzvah of Bikurim. An incredible and eye-opening mitzvah which is very relevant to our lives. There is a medrash. In Medrash Rabbah. Parashas Bereshis. Most of us are familiar with this medrash. Beginning of Parashas Bereshis, the medrash clearly spells out. Bereshis Bara Elohim. Bara Bishvil Bikurim. She niku ureshis Here we are, Rabbi. Say a medrash telling us that the entire creation of planet Earth, of the world as we see it, was for the mitzvah in this week's parasha. What does that mean? What's, what's the pshat? A medrash telling us that this week's parasha was the entire purpose of the world. Again, Moshe no Bishvil Bikurim. The world was created for this mitzvah. That's why the world was created. How do we understand that? You go through the mitzvah and we'll talk a little bit about it. In a little bit of detail, we'll go through some Mishnayas. It's absolutely mind-boggling that the world as we see it was created for the mitzvah Bikurim. So there's a few ways to answer it. We can start with the way the Bali Musa explain it. That Musa is one Mahalach. He says, I think we all know there's a creator of the world. It doesn't take much. You don't, have to be a, you don't have to be a brain surgeon. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out there is a creator of this world. There's a manhig. There's a driver. You just have to look at the last few months of the world. And you can see that the Rabbi Shalom created the world. And is running the world every moment and every second that we're living. There's no, there's no question about that. That's it. So what's not pashat? What's not pashat is often we look at our lives and we say, "Look at me, I'm great. I did a good business deal. That's, that's me, right? I learned the tosers. I understood it. That, that's me. I, I, I cooked something. I bought something. I drove somewhere. I did something. That's me, right? We often don't attribute our lives and everything that happens in our lives to the ba'ur to the rabbanis halala. That says Rabbi Yaakov Naim, so one mahalach is bakurin. is you take that which you sweat over, and you looked after the vegetables, the fruit, you went into the fields, and you went to see everything, and you went to plant everything, and then to reap it, and then to take it. It's, it's a whole mahalach, it took a long time. And you take the very first fruits up to Yerushalayim. It's not me, it's the Rabbi What does that show? That shows that the very first of everything that we do, that we accomplish, is not our own. It belongs to the Rabbi Shalom. That's what Bikurim is. Bikurim is taking that which we could have said, wow, look at those incredible apples. Look at my amazing work, my farming, incredible, you know, very good talents that I have. I've created this beautiful tree with the apples and the grapes and everything going on. No, uh It's not you. It might look like it's you because you put the effort in. But it's the Rabban Shlodim. So the midst of the Bukurim in a very simple way is to take that which we could have attributed to ourselves and straight to the Rabban It's not us. It's the Rabban There's a Mordika Al-Shech The Al-Shech explains and he asks the same question and he says, what is the big deal of this Bukurim? The world created for Bukurim. For what? What's so gewaldic about the mitzvah in this week's parasha that the world was created? And the yisoyed, is a Yisoyed that every single one of us have to chaza over in our lives every single day. Without this Yisoyed, you're not going to have such a happy life. And the people around you also. Says the Auschach is something which is repeated again and again in so many of the Svarim akdoishim. And he says the Yesoid of Avodos Hashem is a Koresh Is a Koresh doesn't mean paying someone back. As we know the Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't hit the Nile when it came to the Ten Makas. Why not? Because the Nile helped him. You think the Nile remembers? You think the Nile says, Hey Moshe, don't hit me. I'm the one that... No, no, it's a Nile. It's water. It doesn't look up. It says isn't to pay someone else back. It's to instill within ourselves a midah of a koresatoif. And therefore, we take that which the Rabbin Yishalayim has given us and we give it back to Hashem. It says the Al Shacha the litmus test of a yid, is someone that is makitoif. Someone that understands when someone gave him something, that where everything comes from. And that's what the Al-Shech explains in such a Kabbaldi okay, is so this parasha, that's why the world was created. Because the Rabbi Inshon wants to give to us. But in order to give, you have to receive. In order to receive, you have to understand that you received. Every single one of us receive. Every moment of the day we can breathe, we can walk, we can talk, we can see, we can hear. Some of these incredible gifts that were given by the Rabbi Yisraelim. Rabbi Yonah says on Pirkei Yavos, Perik Aleph, says Rabbeinu Yoina, one of the most biggest and un- poshet yisodos of a yid, of a Hashem, is a Is this mid of a that is the only way, says Rabbeinu Yoina, a person can properly serve the rabbi nishalala. In Toimit it's brought down as well, the same thing as well. He says like this, he brings an idea, he says, imagine if you gave someone some money. And you give him some money, you help him out. He wants to borrow some cash. Sure, I'll help you out. Here's a thousand dollars. What does he do with that thousand dollars? He takes it. He builds a competition and he ruins your business. With the money that you gave him. Says the time Devora. how upset would you be? How upset would you be? I gave you the money. I'm the one that supplied you with the cash. And what happened? You threw it in my face. It says, the Torah gives us and gives us and gives us. Did you ever say thank you? Did you ever appreciate what Hashem gave you? Whether it's with health, whether it's with happiness, whether it's with family, whether it's with money, whatever it is. Everyone's got their own mahalach. And I want to take it a step further as well. With an incredible, incredible idea. If you go through the Mishnahis and Peret, Gimel and Bikurim, you find the most incredible thing. How did they bring Bikurim? Let's talk about the Mitzvah of Bikurim for a moment. We'll go to the Chinuch. He also goes through it. But again, this week's Parish Parashat, let's understand a little bit of, parasha, of the sugi of Bikurim. So the Mishnah tells us very clearly, starts at the beginning of Paragimel, that the farmers would decorate the baskets in the most beautiful way, gorgeous decorations, and it was overflowing in the most beautiful, luscious fruit, Farmers, just picture the scene. I know you guys haven't been out to see the streets, but when you came in from the taxi, I said to you, Say goodbye to the street. Right? You imagine the streets of Yushalayim, all the farmers coming up with the most beautiful, decorated baskets of luscious fruit. It's beautiful. It's kishmak. Continues the Mishnais. There were bands in the street. Can you imagine there were bands, people with flutes and drums and guitars all over the place, singing and dancing, accompanying the farmers up to the Beisam Midrash? It was the most incredible thing. It was unbelievable that people were were besimcha, people were happy, people were. It was, it was an unbelievable situation. Asks with gifters that Salat. So I have a question, a very simple question. This week's parasha, there's a very simple. An obvious question when you read the Pesukim. Over here in Peret Chavo Posuk Aleph by the Mitzvah B'Kurim you know what the Torah says? The Torah said, listen carefully. The Torah says, b'chol Hashem Be happy and rejoice with all of the gewaldi things the a bunch you. Gedi. I just want to just, an apprentices, I remember so many years my Rav Sheshiva Rabchaim P'necha Sheinberg Telling us this orachaim in this week's parasha, I, I can't. I can't go over the parasha without telling you what the Rashiva said. He said, "Orachaim Hakadosh." Have a look at it. And he says, He says, "says Hakadosh." If we knew, and understood, and appreciated one word of Torah, of the Orachaim Hakadosh said, we would go with sugar. We'd go crazy. One word of Torah. Rabbi, I can't learn. I'm so tired. What do you want from me? Corona? Quarantine? Ichkenish? What do you want from me? I can't learn. One word of Torah it says, You go out of your noodles. You wouldn't be able to cope with one Toner rabbonon, One Omar Rovo. That's all it is. One word of Torah, you'd go completely crazy. Arachim said it almost every week. Drilled it into us. One word of Torah. That's all it is. And we have this source of learning and learning and learning. It's an unbelievable source. But Rabbi Yisrael, why, asks Rav the This is the Torah says. Go and be happy. What do you mean go and be happy? It's the happiest time in the world. Everyone's bringing up their Bikurah. Beautiful baskets. Beautiful band. Everyone's dancing in the streets. You can't get happier than this. But yet the Torah says, be happy. What does that mean? Answers Rav Gifta and he says the most incredible insight to human nature. And I'm sure all of us can dig deep and recognize this within ourselves. He says, Rav Gifta, you could have the perfect situation. Everything is great. You should be happy. But that doesn't mean you're going to be happy. Because the Torah is still over here, has to tell you, You've got to be happy. That means, says Rav Gifta, a person can be in a situation. Where he should be happy. But he's not. Maybe I'm depressed. How many people heard that? I'm depressed. I can't do this anymore. Get me out of here. We're in a perfect situation. You know how I know it's perfect? Because the Rabban Shalom put us here. And it means in every situation that we are, it's because the Rabban Shalom wanted us to be in this situation. The Choy V'salabovus writes, he brings down and explains what's the Pshat. Why? Why are people not happy? Go to Hollywood. Don't go to Hollywood. But if you went to Hollywood, what do you see over there? I, I've been there. What can I do? Go well, for your sheep, obviously. I went over there. Nobody, nobody's happy. The biggest movie stars. is people have everything they want. Right? They've got a plasma screen in every single room, in the bathroom, with the gold, beautiful toilet roll holder. They have 18 cars. 16 rooms, a gym, everything they want, they have. Why are they not happy? Why are they not happy? Why is every single one of them always in psychiatrists and psychologists with medication and pills and everything? Why are they not happy? Well, how many people say, if I would have somebody cause, I'd be happy. If I would have a house like that, I'd be happy. Shkoyach, easy for them. Why are they not happy? Why are these people depressed? Says the Chayvah Salavavah is the because we always want more. It's the It's Chazal. We always want more. It's not really our fault. It's advertising. It's advertising, right? You walk past in the street and you see the big billboard with the new I don't know, I don't know S eleven F S something whatever it is the latest thing. What is it? Pro Plus. I normally do, before the show, I do the research to see what it is. I was like, wow, how would you know that one? What is it? S20LG. S20LG. Okay. Ultra. Okay, there it is. But if you don't have this, you're not happy. Because you need the latest. Oh, no, I can't have my phone. (laughs) If I had that phone, Aha, then I'd be happy. But this phone is garbage. I was the best one a month ago. Yeah, but that one is better. Take a simple thing. You go past a Diet Coke advert. You don't even drink Diet Coke. You don't even like Diet Coke. But it's boiling hot outside. And that Diet Coke has got like the little, you know, the water coming down. And all of a sudden you're really thirsty, could do with the Diet Coke. That's what advertising does to us. I'm not happy, said the Chagasal above we're looking for more. We're not happy with what we have. We're not understanding what the Rabbi Shalaylam gave us. Says we've at Sal the greatest time. Bikurim this week's parsha. the farmers were going up to Yerushalayim it was incredible everything they wanted they had no I'm not happy be happy because people can still be depressed in the best situation going says the Sfasemes on this week's parasha that's why the parasha of Bikurim is always before Rosh Hashanah because before we have a coronation of Melech, Malchem Lochim, before we stand in the beis Medrash Hashem We'll get there one day. We'll get downstairs to the base Samedrsh, and before we crown the king, Melech. And we'll say, "Ha Melech. One second. A king of what? King of who? It's about Hakoris Hatoif.. The first thing, the first thing you have to realize is what you have. is to see everything that you have. And Once I go there's a Pasuk in him Mia Miya Isha Hoitzhaim says the Radomsky Rebbe, what's pshat? How do you read it? Most people read it like this. Most people read the first passage as a question. Who's the one that wants life? Right. the one that wants life? Don't speak Lashonara. Okay. Says the Radomsky Rebbe, beautiful pshat. He says you read it like this. Who's the person that wants life? Leroy's Toif, See the good. See the good in your life. See the good that the Rabboni Shalom has given you. You'll have a totally different life. It's an incredible thing. It's an incredible idea. Just to have a situation where we realize what the Rabboni Shalom has given us. I want to tell you a mitzvah which I've said in yeshiva so many times that I personally get chizik from it. So I hope you don't mind. A 92 year old man was going to a nursing home for the English, it's the old-age home. And he was admitted into the old-age home. He was pretty okay. His wife had unfortunately just left the world and he had to go into the old-age home, to the nursing home, because he couldn't cook and he couldn't do various things. But he was totally sharp. He was impeccably dressed. His, his hair was combed, cleanly shaved, losing his sight slightly. And every single morning, he was ready, ready, ready to go. So he comes to the old-age home, comes to the nursing home, and asks for his room and they say just give us a few moments he waits a little bit and eventually the person that's going to take him to his room takes him upstairs and as they're walking to the room she says Mr. Jones your room is ready and he smiles like he's got like, a little 8 year old child getting a lollipop and she says I'd like to tell you a little bit about your room there's blue carpet and uh, there's a couple of nice pictures on the wall and there's a closet near the, near the, near the bed area and, she, and he says oh I love it she says, Mr. Jones, just take it, you're going to be there in a few minutes, you'll see it. You'll love it even more. And he said a gavaldike He said, happiness is not how you arrange the furniture in your room. It's about how you arrange your mind. I've already decided to love it. Very often, we live life in a situation where we have so much good. Where the Reboi Nishaloyim has given us such gavaldike gifts, matonas. He's giving up the, the gift of life. Every person here is breathing. Just that alone. How many people are not able to do that on their own? That incredible gift of standing up. Of being able to walk. Of being able to talk, to see, to hear, to touch. To be able to come to Israel, to, to learn. To be able to do so many things. How many times do we not appreciate it? Because there's always something better. And there's always something else. And there's always this and there's always that. The Mitzvah of Bikurim is the most incredible Mitzvah that we can implement in our own lives. It's a Mitzvah of akoras Atoiv. It's a Mitzvah of stopping to think that everything we have in our lives is not us. It doesn't come from us. It comes from the Rabboni Shalom and give back and say thank you. But say it! A fellow calls me up from Williamsburg. I see the Shagai. And he says to me, first of all, I want to thank you very much for your showroom on Torah, anytime. So he says, you have to understand, I have to do Tzvayah virus to, to listen to your share. So, two of what's Pshat? He says, number one, internet. Number two, it's in English. That was, you know, that was right, the problem. It's in English. But the internet, he said, what can I do? He says, but he says to me like this, he says, I'm a radio host. Maybe you know who he is, I don't know. He says I'm a radio host, I have a lot of people listening to me on my radio. And somebody once called me up and says to me, oh, wow, I enjoy your radio station, whatever it is. You give so much chizek, it's kevaldik. And he said, wow, thank you so much. And the guy was like, you're thanking me like, come on, you have thousands of listeners. Like, it really makes a difference if I thank you. And he said, no, I really appreciate the fact that you said thank you. So he said to me, he called me up, and he said, I want to tell you. You probably have a lot of people who listen to you, who call you, whatever. I want to say thank you. And I think it's an incredible thing. I'll tell you a murder of I was giving a, um, a talk in, in a dinner for a school in London. And as I sat down, it was about a certain idea. But as I sat down, a guy told me the following story. Incredible idea. He says to me like this. He said that um, it was a true miser. He worked in a phone shop. Okay, He worked in a phone shop. And a guy would come in every so often, walk into the shop and buy a 10-minute prepaid card to use the the, the calling card machine, you know, the, the old phones, with the you know the, this was before the mobile phones. It was very strange. Every week, 10 minutes. And he would come back once a week, buy a 10-minute card, and eventually, I wanted to see what he's doing. So as he left, he bought the card, I decided I'm going to follow him. So I followed him. He went to the payphone, he went to the thing, and I heard him asking, hi, do you need a gardener? I happen to be a gardener. Ah, aha, uh-huh, okay, thank you very much, put it down. Next call. Hi, do you need a gardener? I'm a gardener. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Put it down. So, when the guy came in the next week, he felt really bad. This guy's never got, not got a job. He needs something. He's trying to make calls to try and make a bit of She So, he says to him, Tell me something. Uh, maybe I can help you. You need a job. He's like, So, no, I have a job. It's fine. He's like, What do you mean you have a job? I, I heard you last week on the phone saying you need a job. You're asking people for a gardener. He says, No, 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 no. You have to understand. I said, Listen to this. He says, I have a job. I, I'm a gardener. And I called her up. All of the people's houses that I work in, they never once said thank you. Never. They never complimented me. They never told me about my work. So I call them up. I say, Hi, I'm a gardener. I don't tell them who I am. Do you need any work? And they're like, No, 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 I have a gardener. He's amazing. He does a great job. He's perfect. And I don't need anyone else. He said, I needed to hear a bit of a compliment. So I call them back. But I say, Haqqorisatayiv isn't paying someone back, but it's instilling within us. And other people, whether it's your roommates, whether it's your Rebbeim, whether it's your wife, whether it's your parents, instilling this idea of when someone gives you something, you owe owe them something, but it's the idea of you want to pay them back. Rabbein Yoni says that's the way to serve the Rebbein Shlomo. The highest level is because you love Hashem, not because he did something, but because you want to give. I want to finish with one incredible line which I heard. The happiest people in the world don't have the best of everything but they make the best of everything. <laughs> and that is the Sai that every single one of us should put into our own lives and if we do that I guarantee you if you instill the midah of a chorus into your daily behavior you'll have a totally different life. <laughs> have a great week. What we say.